dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Sauce back in the studio, ready to talk AFL footy. And uh, Sauce, you'd be happy with round 17? Happy with round 17. Cats are on top, Pez. An absolute fantastic Friday night game of football. But before we get into that, Pez, speaking of great games of footy, let's let's change codes a little bit. How good was State of Origin last night? Yeah, State of Origin's uh, very good at the best of times with the three-game series that they've got going on. But it was the deciding match. In Queensland, packed house on a Wednesday night source, and uh, I, I have watched State of Origin for many, many years. This was probably one of the most intense games you'd ever seen. It was close. It was, it was all of that, but I have never seen so many errors from the high intensity. Just dropped balls, uh, forward passes, knock-ons. It was it was pretty ludicrous. It was pretty ludicrous, and it started off you know pretty crazy with a minute 20, they're already throwing fisticuffs in there, bringing back the biff, a nice little scuffle, which, you know, it sort of died out of uh, rugby league a little bit as it is, but great to see. And then the, the I think that the main part of the, the pressure and the perceived pressure and that, the, you know, the high intensity, that second half, 10 minutes after the second half had started, turnover galore, and not even just like... Forced turnovers, unforced errors, showing how intense the game was and the perceived pressure and how fatigued these blokes were. And it's great to see that they're playing such an intense brand of footy when they're not attached to any money, you know, club-wise and they're risking their careers and they're just doing it for the for the jumper. Yeah, and we spoke about it in the past of why it wouldn't work in the AFL, you know, too many individual teams, but State of Origin's been a big thing and built, Huge. built through the whole code uh, and... I was saying last night to to people like this game here is bigger than the NRL Grand Final huge, that will huge. come later in the year. Mm-hmm. So um, the decider and massive. You've got biased commentators from both sides who played for Queensland, who've played for New South Wales before. It, it's just a good environment. And if you're a Queenslander, um, you would have been super happy. If you're an AFL fan, not many AFL fans actually saw some probably fans of the show. I don't think would be huge fans of the game in itself, NRL, but I think a, a lot of them would have tuned in to watch the the three game series. You don't you don't think that AFL fans are? I feel like if you if you're an AFL fan, generally stereotypical, you're you're a Victorian, and Victorians embrace all sports pairs. And they, you know, I know you and I are, are sport avid sport fans. We we follow anything, and I think people would jump. You know, AFL fans jump on the rugby as well. They do, but in the workplace, uh, on, on Twitter, when people are talking oh, yeah, yeah, about okay. the different games, yep. there's, there's not a lot of uh, people that love it. You get the the one odd person that will just, you know, love it. They'll, they'll love Melbourne Storm. They'll yeah. go to Melbourne Storm every week. They'll actually froth rugby yeah. uh, because of the successes that it have. But you wouldn't find as many fans of rugby, obviously, as uh, AFL. But the state of origin, you're right. It is one of those. It's a, it's a spectacle. It's an event. It's one of those things that's midweek. You can tune in. You know, we've had it in Victoria a couple of times, and it's a great spectacle to, to go to. And we've talked about it a couple of times. The AFL have tried it. Why doesn't it work, Piers? Why doesn't it work in the AFL? Or is there, is there a way that they can sort of start to... I'm not trying to create history out of nowhere and heritage and that, but it's it was fantastic last night. It's a spectacle. Imagine having that same intensity as a grand final mid-season. Three Club, times. Oh, love it. Clubs are play, paying ridiculous amounts of money now for, for players. There's seven-year contracts, you know, five-year contracts even. Uh, and the clubs do not want to risk their player getting soft tissue injury or any sort of injury doing an ACL... Uh, going and playing not for their club and not paying them for what what to do. I know the NRL will embrace it, and you know the players will miss out on club games to go and play this during the middle of the season in AFL. It's frowned upon. That's not going to happen. So why is why is AFL the only sport that doesn't do it? You look at the NBA; they've got their All Star game, and they've built into their contracts. You look at the MLB; they uh, have their All Star game, and the and the the, fran- the sorry the conference that wins gets home home advantage in the um you know what do they call it the the World Series. You look at um you know the NFL have the Pro Bowl, rugby league's got the um the State of Origin. So why is AFL the only code where the money and contractual obligations are the thing that's the restriction? I don't have statistics on this, but I'd say that. AFL is probably a higher percentage chance of injury 
and strange if you were just watching the game, you'd think NRL would be with all the collisions that no, they have. But it's not a 360 sport. But it's not a 360 sport. So AFL would be the highest chance of any sort of injury. You've got the NBA All-Star game where they don't really play defense. They don't take oh, they're it. starting to bring it back now. They don't take it that seriously. Um, a couple of couple of minutes here and there. Um, the MLB. Now, I haven't been a big MLB fan for, for a while. but Ever. Uh, <laughs> ever. Until this year, I'm a massive MLB fan uh, source, as, as you know now. And they're going to have the All-Star game coming up. And you you wouldn't want your player getting injured or pulling a hamstring running between bases and things like that. But um, there's a, a lot less chance of injury on the, on the baseball field than there is on the AFL. And field. then there's big stakes too, Piers, because as, as I mentioned, man, fans might not know this, but the the winner of the you know the Midsummer Classic is what they call it. It's a great name for the All Star game. Look, I, I didn't know this either until you told me. Yeah, so the, the winning um, you know whether whether if you're looking, I guess the Queensland versus New South Wales, if the Queensland team wins, uh, and any team within Queensland um, make the grand final, conference. they have home ground advantage. So the conference that wins. They have that home ground advantage if they were to, to make the premiership, and, that, and that's that's really big in a sport that you know moves around and there's so what, seven what, nine ten game series. No, they they used to have the Victorians, the South Australians, or well, the All Stars that you'd call it. Um, would you do origin of where you come from, or all the ten Victorian teams, the best players versus all the eight non-Victorian teams, and the winner? It's home grade advantage. You can't really do that because the MCG is contracted no, to the grand no, final. I've, I've thought about this a, a little bit, Pez, and I think that what you could do is maybe bring it back to um, starting to bring it into their carnivals. So, like, as a, a five-year plan, I guess, and you don't have the winner takes this and the winner takes that, but you could, you know, clubs could save a bit of money by building that into every single person's contract. So instead of they're all ch- chasing these seven-year deals, maybe, maybe you could put in there as, we'll pay you less money, but we'll have all these clauses in there. If you make the, the game, whatever, you'll, you'll cover this. And if you play in that game, you get a, a certain bonus. So the clubs are in the in the, in the the long run would actually save money because they built that into their, their top five or six players, knowing that they're probably not going to, to you know, um, they're probably not going to all make it. So they can save a little bit of money that way. You build it in from the under-16 carnival and then you say, right, over the next seven years, that under-16 carnival, you're going to play this year, then the under-18 carnival is going to play. Most of those people get drafted, so you have a, let's have a rookie version of it. And then after that third or fourth year, you've built in some, some trend into it and you can start to get in the sophomores. And then over the 10-year plan, it just builds into that regular, the regular aspect of it. Not trying to convince players now that have been playing for five or six years who are risking injury, Build it into the ones coming through. Not for mine. Not for <laughs> mine. Not, not just no. Straight up no. Because uh, even some of the terms you use there, source too American. What? You know, rookie, sophomore. Uh, oh, first year, second year. Not not in our right, game. Sorry, and there's um, a rising star, and then the, the second rising. I star. don't think if there's no if there's no incentive, uh, it's not going to work. It was built into their contracts. I think there's going to be a one off every between f- seven and ten years. There will be a one off uh, type exhibition type match, but. I don't think it will get to the those stakes for a very, very long time. Unless you bring back, um, what was that, AFLX? <laughs> bring back that. Wasn't that fantastic? Jeez, that was terrible, Pez. That was terrible. Hey, it made Melbourne into a premiership team. All right, well, let's talking about uh, teams that probably aren't contending for a premiership and talking about some other news around this week, Pez. Uh, really surprisingly, North Melbourne have uh, pulled the pin, pulled the pin on um, Noble after a oh. uh, probably their closest performance in the last couple of years, taking outside their wins. Um, and it's really surprising for my mind uh, the way the media has reacted. And not so much the sacking. We knew that someone had to go in one of these things because you have to make a reactive statement. The media for so long has been sitting there going, you know, something has to happen, something has to happen, something happens. And they sack Noble, which is which is the natural first move. You're going to talk about the the media love for Noble this week? Oh, my God. What is going on? All they've been calling for his head and them to do something. And then straight away they're like, oh, well, he's inherited this list. You know, you can't, you can't expect him to fix it. The same people that wrote articles exactly about him right. saying, he's the problem. His relationships, he, he can't get his message ah, he's across. A good, he's a good guy. No he's one likes guy. him. And then he's like, oh. North Melbourne haven't done David Noble very well. He'll get another job in AFL. Yeah, what, what, what are you talking about? I think what, what, what the, the media need to be doing is, I think when a team, I think there should be some sort of clause out there, Piers, and obviously this is a little bit of a throwaway comment, but if you're, if you're declaring you're in a rebuild comment, you shouldn't be allowed to be spoken to about priority picks and about how bad you are as a club for three years. You get three years of a, of a leeway because that's roughly what it is. North Melbourne five years ago, they made a prelim five years ago, Piers. And within the last four years, when they've declared their rebuild and they've shifted their list, all they've copped is this flack and they're no good. This what, what are we? Who expected North Melbourne to win more than four games over the last three years? 
No, Any, no anyone? One, surely no one. So how how is he how is he not performing? Is he is he not performing? What's the gauge? What's the uh, growth? Well, the, it's an odd move for me. <laughs> the forty plus losses and all of them in a row. Yeah. I, I think that that built up the effort. The North Melbourne looking like traffic cones. The some of the players things, but it always falls back on the coach. He didn't get sacked. He resigned on the Tuesday. Oh, piss off, Piers. We've talked about this so many, <laughs> so many times. Brad's got ported in and it's oh. still going. And so does I, that mean, does that mean, you know, the worst thing is about that? It means that his contract doesn't get paid out. That's all that means. Because yeah, there'd, there'd be a, there would a signed be a, yeah, deal. Yeah, because, because it, wasn't, it wasn't his choice. He got tapped on the, do- tapped tapped on the, on the shoulder. shoulder. After meetings on Monday, he's decided to resign. I wonder why he decided to do that. <laughs> but um, if you're going to be the next coach of North Melbourne, Alistair Clarkson was talking. Alistair Clarkson's not coming to, no way. to coach not unless they're getting Not unless they're already getting shipped to Tassie. And if you're a new AFL coach and what, what you, you don't go to North Melbourne yet, go to North Melbourne when the new coach gets sacked in three to four years. Because when they get sacked... They might have built up something and the, the players might have grown and you might have a decent sort of list where you can maybe try and contend for finals. So don't be the next North coach. Be the one after that. But look, I don't understand. Who, who's taking this job? Who, who takes this job, Pez? Because the way that they treated Noble over the last couple of years has been horrible. He's been in the media. He's been, you know, his relationships have been blown out of the water. We haven't heard anything about Adam Simpson and his relationships. We haven't heard anything about Adam Sim- Simpson. A lot of people had West Coast sitting, you know, towards the eight, and no one has mentioned anything about his job. Why is North Melbourne this dumping ground that the media is? Who's going to take the job? How can North Melbourne rebuild as a, as a club if the media are going to dump on anyone that takes that position, I don't see as a first-time coach, you're not taking this job because it's it's it's, it's the graveyard. The AFL kind of need to step in here. So Alistair Clarkson worth $1.2, $1.5 we'll million dollars yep. on the market, mm-hmm. okay? Give him $3 million. And, and And put him in there. Offer but, it to him, but but the coach doesn't change the club there. Like, is that is that what the problem is? Is is this what is this what North Melbourne is saying? Is that think we we brought in a guy, we brought in a guy for a review, and then the first week of the review, he's out the door. Like, so so it was obviously he's the problem. So we're we expecting them to win this week. Is is that or they'd be closer, closer than a six point loss? Oh, it's it's all dependent. Each week to week, you're playing different sides as well. But uh, on that point, source, if you uh, you know you you're sacked from that. That was loud. Oh, that was loud. So apologies. The little uh, the Jamison and Dry there, Pez. Sorry. Look, new sponsors on new the sponsors, show. Yep. Um, actually, VB still there. You got the VB shirt on there. The very best, Pez. Yep. Sorry. Um, We're trying yeah. the new, the new no, Jamison. The Jamison Smooth Dry and Lime. Uh, one point nine. Uh, 6.3%. Uh, premium, sir. Very, Yeah, very cool. Good. Let's not wreck the flow of the conversation here about North, Pez. <laughs> no, we never don't want to speak about North, but uh, you're losing by that much. You, your coach is out the window. AFL have to step in and kind of uh, get... You know, new CEO, new things like we spoke about last week. And it's amazing when you speak about something and the next week uh, it happens. So they're, they're out there listening. I just they? think I just think that whoever's running North Melbourne are in are in disarray. Like, because the fact is they've brought someone in and in week one of a formal review, they've given him not even seven days and they've already pulled the pin. How can he evaluate what is happening if that person that he's evaluating part of the process is gone? That makes sense. But maybe they're looking at making those changes now so they're but how do you know what the changes are well, like he well, they're working got a, 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 you know uh, he hasn't he hasn't even been able to see the result after a, a loss they're working on behind behind the scenes and they're saying all right this is what we're doing this is what we're changing with the gameplay or whatever and they're molding someone whoever is that caretaker coach at the moment and then after that at the end of the season they've either molded someone for the position they're putting someone like Clarko in there or they're getting someone highly respected and they're changing the top end of that football club because they've been so poor for so long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an interesting, yeah, it, it's an interesting circumstance because every time we talk about North Melbourne, it seems like they continually make the mistakes. It seems like, is this a good move for them or is this another mistake that they've made? Well, nothing can be a mistake because how, how low can you go? Can you just, instead of losing by 40 points every week, can you lose by 10 goals every week? Like, we're used to North Melbourne getting flogged. We're used to them not winning many games. Um, and we're used to them being percentage boosters for the, the top eight sides where Collingwood weren't able to take advantage and North uh, 26 points up at three-quarter time. Probably, and, probably and, could have taken that game. And North played out of their skin. I think that they a lot of things went right for them. And and you look at the game plan that was implemented. Some of the things that he probably should have been Noble probably should have been doing earlier on in the year were very evident. He had you know Goldstein in the ruck for the for most of the game. He wasn't starting up forward. They had you Davis know, Uniac in the middle. Oh, 
Just a clearance machine. He, he's going to be a very, very good midfielder for a top-end team in a couple of seasons. Yep, they had McKay, McKay down back, which, which you know, he's been playing out of position the last the last month or so. Well, he won a Coleman medal the year before. and um, wrong, wrong person, mate. Wrong person. Same, same person. Definitely the same person. Nah, your, your, whole, uh, your whole theory upon the... the has it gone, has it? Yeah, it has. Why? What happened? What do you mean? What? Have they ever been in the same room as each other? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, they haven't. The Morris twins, isn't that? That's your, your whole theory based off the Morris twins. Yeah, isn't the it, Morris the twins in the NBA. No, the, the same McQuite, tattoos. Same McQuite tattoos. Twins. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked under the jumper or under the shorts. Well, the Morris tattoos have the same. The Morris brothers have the same tattoos as twins. That's that's sad. Well, they don't because it's one person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pez. So you've got Patch Adams taking over them this weekend. They, they take on Richmond. Um, are we are we seeing an improvement? Uh, obviously, the first the first coach um, first game uh, bump. They get the win, don't they? No, well, you can't. You can't. <laughs> see it, you can't see it happening. What's the, what's the line going to be? It's it's line. probably going to be plus sixty something like that. Lines are uh, forty eight and a half. Forty eight and a half. Um, you'd and say Melbourne, they'd give that a decent crack. And North Melbourne's next win to come against Richmond is six seventy five. Or you can back them just head to head, and they're paying seven fifty. <laughs> Jeez, is that a ridiculous market? Then? They've got North Melbourne's next win out here. Richmond six seventy five, Hawthorne five bucks, Essendon six bucks, Sydney fifteen, Adelaide ten, Gold Coast fifteen, or for them to go with no wins the rest of the season, three bucks, three bucks, um, <laughs> ridiculous. We are a punting podcast, which we'll get into our amazing bet slip later on uh, in the show source. But we're sick of talking about the uh, the losers people, of the competition, the losers holding <laughs> up the uh, bottom of the ladder. Let's talk about the top end, and I don't want you to give me you know go through all eight teams or whatever, nah, or nah. All, all the teams that are good. I want you to give me. A, a small handful of teams who is a competitor who can win the AFL Premiership in 2022. I've got four teams that can win it. Yep. I've got Carlton that I think they can win it. If they get their best 22 on the field and what they've shown, I think they've got enough juice in there. I think their game plan's pretty solid. They've got um, solid lines across the across the field. I think Brisbane can win it. They put everything together. I think Melbourne can win it because we're seeing the history, where we, we know of that, and I think Geelong can win it. I don't think Fremantle can win it unless they book in a home final. But even then, they've got to travel to Melbourne to win it against a top-quality side. I just don't think that they have that um, experience at the moment. So you've got Geelong, who are sitting first, Melbourne, who are sitting second, Brisbane, who are sitting fourth, and Carlton, who are sitting fifth. Correct. All can win it. So you're writing off every other team. Now, I'm writing off most teams there. Obviously, Melbourne have a really good chance. I think they can win it. I think Brisbane can win it, but they need... uh, to show a little bit more heart and they need form. to p- perform to their potential. Uh, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think Fremantle can win it. I don't think this is the year for Carlton. I don't think they can put that together. Close, though. This season. Uh, I don't think they're going to compete for the premiership. And I'll, I'll have Geelong as a smoky. I, I really wanted to say no uh, about Geelong. I haven't rated them in the last... So, sort of five weeks as a as a footy club and they're going to be playing away from Alphabet Stadium. So uh, you'd say no, but if you've got Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins, I know they're you know, in, nearly in an aged care home in AFL terms, but if you've got them on your team, Dangerfield in the middle, you can win a final. Of course you can win a final, Pez, but if you look at the, the, the stats uh, in the Chris Scott era, 70% regular season wins, 40% finals. And that just speaks volumes. They, they, they don't play in finals well. They are playing with the formula this year, resting a lot of players, putting a lot of you know trialing things and a lot of youth and resting players. Will it work? Probably not. But on that list, and they're sitting top of the ladder, only four losses. You have to say they win. But I'm I'm only saying they can win Pez because they're sitting top at the moment, oh, and course. they're my team. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to say Melbourne, Brisbane. So four teams: Melbourne and Brisbane. You're taking Jolly out. Isaac Smith's there, so I'll put you along in. Because <laughs> his run has been fantastic for his age and what he's done. He's been a great recruit for them. Oh, he, he, really good recruit. Um, I was actually really dubious about him when he came across, but uh, we're not a Geelong podcast, Pez. We, we spoke about Fremantle not being able to make it. It's a huge jump for them, obviously. They, they, they made that jump from ninth. We know that every year one team that finished – sorry, not jump from ninth. They made that jump from 13th. We know a team that comes from that that uh, bottom tier of the, the – you know, what's that, middle – Middle four, uh, middle just competing for the eight. Competing for the eight always makes that big jump. Not this year, but you, you think they've got enough pieces to be able to, to back it up next year. We know that Monday gets another year older, Fife gets another year older. Look, they've done really well with their list management. They've lost um, Chera, they lost uh, Lockie Neal years ago, and they've been able to fill and do that. Brayshaw is having an amazing season uh, as a midfielder there, and they're they're bringing up all these players that are actually playing. Um, 
their their role perfectly. Rory Lobb's having a great year. He, there's talk him coming back to Melbourne. He's uh, dyed his hair orange or whatever it is for, on the weekend, which was kind of strange. But uh, rumours around there, we don't like talking about uh, different rumours of where players are going. But Sean Darcy, a high quality ruckman. Alex Pierce is a defender. If he can, you know, stay on the park, is is also high quality as well. So you don't hear much about Fremantle in the in the Melbourne media source, but uh, we have to keep an eye on them. But that's probably why we don't rate them. In the end, either. Oh, it's not not that I don't rate them, Pez. I just don't. I think I think they're just they've taken that gradual step, and I think their list is a lot younger than Carlton's. And both of those teams have taken that that gradual step. I had to I had to pick one of them. If they play in a prelim, it's a pass mark for me for them. Oh, I agree, but totally. They didn't play finals last year, Pez. They, they make finals this year. That's a pass mark. It should be the pass mark. But you know, obviously now they're sitting third. They they you know they they've proven that they can win in Melbourne a couple of times at Eddie Had against some some medium teams. Got all Melbourne. those games at SBS Stadium, they should have a major advantage to finish top four. Finish, to finish top, top four, top they they should be straight to a prelim. Yep, it should be the end of story, Pez. Speaking mm-hmm. of end of story, let's get into this week's uh, bet review. Geez, how, how could I forget about the the bet review source? We know on um, gambling Twitter, the the reviewing of the bets aren't always popular with uh, all these people on Twitter. But uh, here at Behind the Bound, uh, we have reviewed every one of our bet slips for four years, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had four years straight of winning. And this is about to be the fifth. Uh, yes. Because we are going very, very strong. So on the but that's, weekend, that's not the reason we've reviewed them, Pez. Let's be clear with that. If we were, if we had five years of losing, well, we probably wouldn't be doing the podcast. But, <laughs> but we still would have reviewed them. We had a we had a down, We got close one year. I think it was our third year. We got really close to it to a down year. We just scraped through, and we still spoke about the losses every week. And it's you know it's all about accountability. Yeah, you have to speak about the losses. You have to speak about the wins because you actually learn things from it. Source yes. and uh, you're not going to win. <laughs> You're not going to win 100% of your bets. No. Uh, and I'm, I'm sick of these piss poor excuses of the team didn't kick straight or um, oh, I had a really good read, but this didn't happen. Yeah, you might have thought you had a good read, but you didn't because you didn't win. So let's have a look. Geelong versus Melbourne. There was a, a lot of, you know, $1.92 a piece at the start of the week. And uh, Geelong taking on Melbourne. Uh, I see you had a green tick. I had yeah. a green tick as well. Because had, a, had a really good read on this one, Pez. Oh, <laughs> really good read. Uh, Geelong, 1 to 39 for me. And then plus one and a half, plus thirty seven and a half, because I just thought it was one to thirty nine. I thought it was a good bet. I didn't think they were going to beat Melbourne by forty. Nah, no plus one did. Source. No one did. And you know, um, up until the fourth quarter, that wasn't going that way anyway. Like, no. it, uh, and two dollars forty seven for that uh, boosted two units on that, and and to bring in the the five units back. Yeah, I had two units on Geelong head to head. When you can have a team that's um, you know you rate as much as the other team, and you get the home ground advantage, you take that money every time. You'll see that. Did uh, that pay out at halftime? Paid it at halftime. Uh, no, it didn't pay it at halftime. No, no it didn't. Uh, and then I had uh, the the money line special. Uh, sorry, the money ball special. Tom Hawkins or Bailey Fritch to kick a goal in the um the first the, one of the first four goals. Bailey Fritch kicked uh, the first, first one in the first minute twenty six. And I uh, was watching the game on delay pairs, and I thought in the back of the car driving home from the pub on delay. And I'm like, delay. I can't believe I am watching this game on delay, and we're going to get belted by thirty points because they kicked two goals in succession. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I watched this. Yeah, what is happening? In Geelong uh, turned it around. It was a it was a decent night there. It's Great, great game of footy though, just just Geelong aside. Great game of footy. And um, at, at GMHBA down there, that's a they're building a, a fortress, as we know. Uh, Sydney fortress is built, Pez. The Alphabet Stadium. <laughs> it's not built. There's a half. There's a stand empty. <laughs> In terms of the fortress, you come to well, Geelong, you talk- expect a loss. I'm not talking about fortress. I'm not talking about terms. the Gold Coast fortress that um, we've been talking about for ten years. <laughs> speaking of really good reads, uh, this wasn't a good one for me. In the next game, Sydney taking on the Dogs. The Dogs super disappointing in this one. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed out on the Dogs plus thirty six and a half in this one, uh, which. Uh, it was no good. I couldn't do it. It was no good at all, Pez. Last week I spoke about the Bulldogs and how I thought that they were actually a sort of a decent team and I thought they had a good chance against this. That's why I went with the, the either team 1-39, to 39, but Sydney just came out firing. Western Bulldogs couldn't get a touch in the first quarter. So that was a loss um, in terms of my multi, but I, I got a bonus bet. But I had uh, the free money, uh, Jack McRae, uh, to get more disposals than Callum Mills, three bucks. It was looking a little bit uh, tight early on, but he, he pushed away early, easily. Yeah, and if Jack McRae's one of them, three bucks to get any more disposals 
disposals than any other player in the AFL. You take, take it, it. Take it. And uh, I can't take it at the moment because uh, realise last week Moneyball. and realise this week, Moneyball, uh, Pez is One no of my favourite moments of the five years of the pod, Pez. <laughs> that, that moment right there when you realise. <laughs> uh, it was no good. But uh, I also got a bonus. The only leg out of the four I missed was the Bulldogs at the plus line. And that was gone very, very early on. So no good. Moving on to the Collingwood North Melbourne game. And uh, any bet you uh, I put on in this one would have been a good one because I was all over the North Melbourne line were, last yep, week. Yep. 50, 58 and a half or whatever it was. And, and a half. I ended up finding this uh, gem on Bet365. North Melbourne over 3.5 scoring shots yeah, in, in the, the first, first quarter. quarter. Loving it. They kick four goals within, what, 11 minutes of gameplay and, uh, and two goals in, in the middle. That was a $1.91. Put a unit on it and uh, got it back. Was happy with it. Yeah, and Pez, uh, I, I was all over North Melbourne last week. I said that, you know, I think that line is way too big. I, I had over 52.5 points. I said that they still score a heap of points. Um, so that'll get up. North Melbourne will get up. Missed the Collingwood minus 24.5. Got a little bit greedy in there and tried to, to boost up the odds. I uh, thought they would still get it done by four or five goals. They probably could have in that last quarter. Um, but they not, were down not by to too much, 26. They were down by time. too much. They, they rolled over the top of them. Um, they should have probably put on that performance in that third quarter. But a bonus bet for that one, Pez, uh, a loss of one unit. But I get that. I'll get that back this week. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the next game. Oh, love it. The next game. What Gold game. Coast. What a game of footy. Gold Coast taking on Richmond. Now, there might be a green tick on my bet, but I was actually very disappointed in the result because in uh, most of the footy tipping competition source, I'm, I'm sitting first, second, and then uh, Richmond Gold Coast was a big one because Richmond were the outsiders and Gold Coast were the favourites. So a lot of people usually just go with the favourites. So a lot of people were picking the favourites. And I was going to shoot ahead in in a couple of these leagues with this with this tip, especially getting Geelong on the on the Thursday night yeah, as well. That one. And um, two minutes to go, Richmond up by eleven. They led by forty points in the game. Forty, po- 40 points in, in in going into the fourth quarter. Pits. It was about five minutes to go in the third quarter. That by forty <sighs> points. And Gold Coast. They've, they've done it again to Richmond. It wasn't um, it was Carmichael Hunt. Carmichael Hunt uh, <laughs> with the Gary Ablett story walks past and says, hey, I think you've done your hammy there, haven't you? Let me, it, let me kick it. But no, this this is one of their, their great their great wins, Piers. A huge their comeback. greatest win. Probably the greatest win. Yep. Greatest up up win at the Fortress. In their, in their Fortress. So I had over 146.5 alternate points and under 196.5, so a 50-point gap hit that. And then Richmond plus nine and a half. So... I must have put that in there subconsciously because I didn't want to put them to win outright. I just wanted to give myself a, a little bit of insurance and a, and a help there at the end. So that unit uh, came back with a little bit more. So I was happy about that. Yeah, speaking of units, Pez, I had two on Gold Coast just to win and uh, I thought that game was going to absolutely throw my weekend. I was spewing about the, the North Melbourne game and then sitting at the pub, a trend with me when I watch the footy, sitting at the, <laughs> sitting at the pub, having a, a palmer for dinner and everyone in the back room of the, the Union Hotel going nuts when uh, he takes that mark and getting up and about. What a kick yes. for goal. And, oh, huge. Beautiful, huge. big, so massive I, I kick. Two units on that one at two bucks, pairs. That was a great double up. And um, Source, saving your round on the buzzer, like a, a buzzer beater to save the, save the oh, round. That's the way I live, Piers. How was that? Next game was uh, pretty boring, St Kilda versus Fremantle, because we didn't have any bets. Uh, Pez, you know what's funny? I actually, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have a bet. And when I saw the result of this game, and I was sitting there watching, I went to send you a text message, um, you know, just saying, "Oh, it's a good game of footy." And then you guys collapsed. I actually thought that I had a bet. I had a bet in my personal account and didn't put on the pod. And so I'm sitting there, I'm having what a great round I'm having. But yeah, nah, Steve, clear for this one. Oh yeah, well, very good. Uh, yeah, uh, Fremantle, forty plus point win in Melbourne, very good for them. Uh, Port Adelaide versus the Giants. Oh, I also didn't have Jesus. a bet in this one. I just did clear this one, Pez, but the read I had last week was sitting there in the line for the GWS Giants. I'm off them forever. Oh, oh you you like the Giants? You're off Not them? Not anymore. I'm off them. Forever? They can't make the finals, Pez. You heard it here first. You're going to have to repaint the town from a couple no, of no, years no, ago. They, they, can't make the, they can't make the finals, oh, Pez. Oh, okay. You finally admitted it. We, no, we, had, we I mean, knew that. I mean, they are sitting... 13th with five wins, but I, I'm you heard it here first behind the boundary, putting a line through. We're heading into round 18, they got five <laughs> wins, and you're you finally They're done. Them off. They, uh, they can't win it from here. We knew eight weeks ago, mate. <laughs> uh, the next game was Brisbane taking on Essendon, and um, well, surprised oh. surprised a lot of people. But Brisbane, you know, they had outs, but there's no excuses because the, the amount of players that they did have, Essendon won. In the centre of the ground, Jake Stringer was very good. Every time Brisbane actually got a goal or a couple of goals. Uh, Essendon would take it straight out of the middle. Peter Wright would mark it up forward and, and he'd smash through a goal. And it just kept happening uh, time after time after time. The first quarter was very, very slow with uh, 
very low scoring, three behinds to two behinds at one stage, and there should have been so many more goals. But I had Zach Bailey for 15, uh, over 152.5 points. So both of those had it. And I had Brisbane to win by 18+, plus, but Essendon ended up winning by 10 points in this one. And uh, Brisbane challenged them. They got back even, and uh, they could have ran over the top. But credit to Essendon, who... who Season's over, but they're starting to win games. Yeah, they're starting to win games at the the wrong time for punters, Pez. These are the ones that we meant to pencil in there. They're, they're not going to make finals. This is why you're trying to get a little sneaky little draft pick there. Uh, they, they, they've really screwed me over three weeks in a row, Essendon, and uh, they, I didn't bet on them in this game. I didn't bet on the, any bets in this, but they screwed my multi, Pez. Really, really uh, screwed me. We'll speak about that. The next game, Hawthorne versus Adelaide. And this was a blowout right from the start. Sure, I had the, the very, very wrong read. I put an alternate uh, Adelaide minus 19 and a half, five bucks there, Saucy, a unit on that. So that was uh, dead in the water after about five minutes of gameplay because Hawthorne performed and they didn't collapse like they have against uh, quality opposition earlier on. Yeah, Pez, I got uh, one from three in this one. I had Jordan Dawson over 25 at disposals. He got his... Uh, actually, no, I didn't even get that as well, Pez. So I, I got all three wrong. Terrible read. Uh, I'll wear the loss on yep. my bonus bet. Uh, so no loss. Oh, we were wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, West Coast versus Carlton. Now, when I saw this line source, I loved it. Oh, great Two line. units, Carlton minus 14 and a half. The line closed just before the bounce at 19 and a half source, and I still love that. Looking good at quarter time, 34-0. West Coast came out, kicked five goals in the second quarter, but then uh, Carlton in that last quarter, they ended up winning by 10 goals plus. It was just a demolition. Actually, a really, really interesting um, game, this one. In terms of just the the interest in terms of the actual uh, the game summary, I guess, the, the way that the match unfolded, Pez, I haven't seen a team go scoreless in the second quarter or the first quarter and then pile on six goals straight. It looked like... <laughs> they were a decent side in that second quarter when, and when then it was happening. And then the third quarter happens and Carlton just run over the top of them. You know, the fourth quarter they're playing in. That, that scares me about Carlton and that's why I haven't included them because they can have lapses like that against a team like West Coast. I know there was, you know, hype. Well, Kennedy that, kicked his 700th goal, so congratulations. Did you hear what the um, the bloke in the presser asked? No. He said, so um, I think it was to Michael Voss. Do you think the Josh Kennedy trade... Oh, actually, was, I did see this. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Voss is sitting there going, "What the? Yeah, I didn't make a trade. You talking about? I just came to this club this year." Like, I actually I saw I saw a similar stat with the um, they were doing the Peter Wright trade about who you know have they have they won the you know from the picks that he got from this and that and the compensation and that's like both sides won, both sides win. Why 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 do we continually do this, Pez? And, and the Josh Kennedy thing. How many years ago was oh Judd? Two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. 15 years ago. How are we, why are we still debating it? Judd captained the club, won a Brownlow. He mm-hmm. didn't take him to the promised land, but... I mean, Kennedy Kennedy got the premiership, so I guess West Coast won it. Oh, West Coast won. I think Carlton won as well, because Josh Kennedy wouldn't have got a premiership. Oh, man, man, do you know who won? Vizzy. Vizzy won. <laughs> Vizzy ambassador. Vizzy, a very, very <laughs> popular thing. Now, my multi was no good, um, not only with Richmond, but with Brisbane as well. So not even a bonus bet, so two units... Uh, down the drain there. Yeah, I had two units, Pez, as I spoke. Essendon screwed me. I had Geelong, Gold Coast, which I'm sitting there licking my lips, going into Sunday thinking, you little ripper, there's a nice little $4.30, two-unit multi, and uh, no. You know what I like? I like that you just wear it. Just wear the loss. Oh, no, I've, I've got a list of excuses. Can we go through them? Uh, not on this podcast. Nah, you no can uh, start your own podcast <laughs> to talk about excuses. Let's get into the round 18 bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on, on Maxi. Do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said... Now, Pez, you just said that we don't make excuses. We don't go through that sort of stuff. So I don't want to hear any excuses of None why you me. can't give the money ball specials this week. Cyril takes a special and goes bang. Mate, are you kissing money balls ass because your units <laughs> that you're up this year is all it's, from it's money all ball. From <laughs> and I'm not the one banned. <laughs> you haven't used them once no, in your band. I've used them maybe a couple of times, but I don't know why I'm banned. But... Um, Oh, let's go through the special sports bet. <laughs> bet returns all matches this round for people that are eligible. Uh, me not being one of them. Nope. Uh, Ladbrokes, the three plus league same game multi, one per day. So just be careful if you want to use that. Only one on the Saturday. 
uh, one on the Friday, one on the Sunday. That's all there is this week. They've got $2 lines. They've got a mega multi uh, source, four plus legs that you can go, one loses. Now, I saw they've got a mates mode exclusive. Mates mode? Mates mode. So you join up with your mates. You can text on there. You can make bets. They give you the mega multi, but it's three plus legs. Oh. And if one fails, you get a bonus back. So interesting there if you've got your mates mode set up on Ladbrokes. Uh, Ned's $2 lines, early pay at half time, 20 plus, and three leg same game multi only on the Friday night game and then uh, the games on Saturday as well. Bet 365, they've got the multi bet offer where you get higher percentage. They've got the early payout if your team goes up by 32 and then loses. It's rare, but it can happen. Uh, tab head to head special, three plus legs. They've still got it. We love it. Um, we're always going to use that head-to-head always. special there. There's only three legs you've got to choose. Uh, they've got four-plus legs in their same-game multi, and they've got Thursday Night Lights uh, head-to-head special. Now, I rarely go to the shops. I went to the shopping centre. Guess what I walked past? I walked past the tab. Tab, venue mode. I, I finally I couldn't stay there for too long because I was, I was in a bit of a rush. I had to go. and I Been there as well, yeah. I, I, picked, I, t- I finally worked out how to do it. It's a top-left corner on your on your home screen, and you've got to – you got to touch it. And I activated venue mode. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's all I did. Put the phone in the pocket, went to oh, the car. Oh, get anything good? Go. Or? I didn't, oh, venue mode, there it is there. Yeah. I didn't even look at it. But well, um, What are the venue mode specials this week? They've got the Thursday night lights and they've also got the leader halftime. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stock standard one. Pay you out, yeah. Now, Moneyball, I've only got the same game multi-offer uh, for $3 odds. Um, but... I couldn't say anything else. I, I tried. I don't have my alternate account yeah. set up yet, so source, I need your help. Come in and save there, Piers. Uh, I actually don't. Not, not going to be using Moneyball this uh, this week. I, I actually not a big fan of them. They've got uh, three specials at the moment up there. You know, you go onto their Moneyball, the M specials, and then you go to the all. Uh, oh, I do that. Oh yeah, no, just just confirming that you've done it properly. Oh yeah. Um, so they've got McRae and Steel uh, to combine for sixty disposals. That gets you three bucks. You need McRae to have what? 35 steel 20 yeah, well they've doing. been averaging for the year just so that um you know people can work it out uh jackson mccray's averaged 31.6 for the year and 27.6 for steel so it's probably averages you know, aren't everything but aren't everything um, but you need you need him to have a big gun yep uh, mccray to have 40 or whatever and the second one's in the cats and the blues game cameron guthrie and sam walsh same deal to get 60 or more disposals playing now, three bucks guthrie's disposals has gone down from a couple of seasons ago so yeah, i think they're trying to take advantage of, of walsh of that mm-hmm. Well, it's the same sort of thing, Pez. He, you know, Walsh is averaging uh, thirty-two and a half, and uh, Guthrie is twenty-six and a half. So you just need him to get thirty, and them to get. It would have been over thirty plus um, last week. The, he was. He had an year. absolute cracker yep. last week. And uh, the other one they've got, Pez, is the first goal scorer bundle in the Bulldogs versus Saints game. Max Better fifty, Aaron Norton, Bontepelli, King, Gresham to kick the first goal. Three bucks. It's going to be hard for Norton to kick the first goal, considering he's not playing. Yeah, it's going to be real hard, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> and out uh, on this. Thursday night. Blue bet as well, Source. They've got the early payout as you well, uh, informed us for the rest of the season. Yes, um, 12 plus. So if you've got a head-to-head bet, go Blue bet. Uh, they've got their multi bonus and their footy bonus offer. You'll see it on Twitter at Behind the Bound. Uh, there, go and have a look. Add any specials there because uh, I'm struggling to send them into the intern. Uh, especially when I can't see some of the specials there, Source. That's what happens when you're banned, Pez. That's what happens when you're banned. All right, all the specials done, Pez. Let's get into the, the, the money-making aspect of the pod. Oh, I cannot believe. Like, we we haven't spoken about the, the highest thing, and I think... Pickle bet. <laughs> I, I think we should be speaking about it because we spoke about our round, but we didn't speak about our units in. Oh, I can't believe we even... Well, geez, we can't believe we didn't get to it. And our season. So people are probably listening to us going, oh, there's a few green ticks there. How, how did they go? How are they going? This season, are, are we actually doing any good? Because we're speaking very confidently. Bez, that's how much we're not phased by it. That's how winning is just a culture here, and we're just used to winning. We don't even address when we have a win. No, um, so we, sh- we should though. <laughs> we, we should definitely. We always, we normally do actually. It's just yeah. a little bit poor forming on the uh, the media manager here. No, we actually should. So uh, seventeen, I had eleven units that I staked in the end source. Returned thirteen point one two units for a profit of two point one two units. So profit, you, you profit. got profit. Yeah, you're happy. Uh, in my for my standard, I'm not that happy, but um, we'll we'll go to the the year. One hundred sixty three units staked, two hundred thirty six units returned uh, for a profit. Profit. This is pure profit. Seventy three point one three units for the season, which oh, is huge. Loving that, Pez. If you uh, multiply that by our twenty five, you are looking very, very nice over there. Yeah, thank you. No problems. Uh, mine staked for for round seventeen. Nine point eight units return. Ten point six. A profit loss of point eight units. Pez. We celebrate all the time the wins, and that's what it was. Staked one twenty three point oh four units for the year. Returned one fifty two and a half units. Profit loss for the year nineteen point seven six units. Pez. So both positive. Both in the win. All green from here. 
Yeah, some uh, cheap cheap uh, weekends on at the pub for you with those nineteen units, which is good. You don't have to uh, go into the savings, which is amazing. No, nah, never go in the savings bed. Always <laughs> into the, the the sports bet account. There we go. And uh, despite being as much time I do at the pub, still can't act- activate many venue mode. <laughs> too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to know what some of the listeners are, are picturing. With what, this what you look like. You're at the pub every single AFL game. Like every single AFL it game. It sounds like Three it. out of four. And uh, you loved along, so it's probably not a pretty picture people are Oh, you sent a painting. picture to me the other day on the, the, the TV, the bike on the TV that looked like me. Well, where were you? you I was in, in Gold Coast. You are in the Gold Coast, at and the I'm pub. on the TV, at the pub. and I see Source at GMHBA Stadium. That was you. Your Twitter photo out, Pez, I reckon. <laughs> they don't know what you look like. Well, then, we don't do that. I'll, I'll tweet out the photo, all right? All right, you, you tweet out whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, good one of Chris Hemsworth there. All right, yeah, right, beautiful. So, all right, right getting into the first game, Pez, of round 18. Western Bulldogs taking on your Saints. $1.63 favourites are the Bulldogs. A 2.25 outsiders, the Saints. Minus 7.5, Pez, over 170.5. The game's played at Marble, Eddie Had, uh, Telstra Dome, whatever you want to call it. Pez, can the All Saints do it after a dismal, disgusting third quarter, fourth quarter? As as the listeners, geez, we talk a lot of shit on this show sometimes, don't we? But um, they're they're still here ready because they want to listen to the best what, part. What do, you, what do you mean? Talk some dribble. I was no, just I, describing what happened last week. Just ramble. I can see. Rob, that's saliva off your microphone there. That's uh, that's no good. Bit of dribble, bit of dribble. Oh, uh, <laughs> I actually checked yeah, the actually microphone. It. I thought it was stuck in your beard or something. <laughs> no, but let's talk about this game. We have to talk about some of the ins and outs because um, Aaron Norton is out with the health and safety oh, as well. I've been on him for money line. As well oh. as Josh Jackie. <laughs> uh, Lockie Hunter, another notable one as well. Josh Bruce comes in for the first game uh, since he did his ACL. Uh, Bailey Smith comes in from his suspension Headbutting suspension as well as his drug suspension from the oh, AFL. His headbutting um, suspension. What he headbutt his nose into the, <laughs> the, into the, uh, no, the coffee table? No. Um, it was into Zach Tui. Um, and oh, I should have got more. Ben Long's been omitted. Uh, Seb Ross is probably a big loss. Health and safety protocol. Ben Patton, Cooper Sharman come back in. Uh, not notables for uh, people that don't follow St Kilda very closely. But I've put a little same game multi together. Now, these two teams are travelling terribly. They are not in really much competition for the finals. Loser is probably out for the season of the final eight because they do both have uh, not the best run ho- runs home in terms tough, of where teams are, are sitting at the moment. But I, I was going to back St Kilda at $2.40 earlier today uh, for the win. But I went on Ladbrokes, three plus legs, I get my bonus back. I've put something together that gets me to $2.40. But it doesn't include the Saints win. It includes the Saints $2 line plus 8.5. So it gives me that little bit of, of leeway of an 8-point loss can still get the win. St. Kilda plus 44.5 on the alternate line and over 140.5 source. So uh, I'm enjoying that. I'll put two units on it um, with confidence. And if St. Kilda, say, lose between 9 and 44 points uh, and it's over 140 game points, I can still get a bonus back from the two legs. Yeah, Pez, uh, I like what you said there about the... Um Really, it's a line in the sand for the season sort of game for these. Look at the AFL app. They've actually the AFL has already crossed you off uh, there. St Kilda Pez. They've put the line they <laughs> straight, straight actually straight through uh, St Kilda. There, we're we sitting oh, ninth. You're sitting ninth, uh, but they're really tough run for both the teams. You've got the the dogs, West Coast, Hawthorne, Geelong, and Brisbane. So three top teams in there. The doggies have yourself, Melbourne, Geelong, and Fremantle there. Both teams will be penciling this in as a must-win game. It's going to be high-intensity pairs, but I think the Bulldogs are going to be too strong. You guys were really disappointing last week. I like the inclusion of Bruce, your mate. He comes back into the side as an elite forward. I don't like the uh, exclusion of um, Norton's, but I do like um, Bailey Smith coming back in. And Pez, they, they spoke to him during the week. He's he's. Foaming at the um, <laughs> mouth. He's foaming at the mouth. He's frustrated with his own performance. He didn't performance. say that, did he? No, nah, <laughs> I just couldn't get the word out there. Uh, he's really disappointed with himself, and he's got a he's got a mission statement now. So he's ready. He's playing for playing for Keith's pairs. He, he's locked in. I've gone my bonus bet from one of my losses last week. Minus seven and a half, straight on the doggies uh, with the two dollar lines pairs. So two units there. Oh, two dollar line minus eight and a half. So minus seven and a half, seven and a half. Minus seven and a half. Yeah, well, sneaky one, sneaky one. Oh, that's good because I got plus eight and a half. You got minus seven and a half. Oh, so we can both, both win. win. Yep, love yeah, it, okay, love it. Up? All right, let's get on to the next game, Pairs. We head over to Adelaide Oval. The Crows taking on Collingwood. 244 outsiders are the Crows. 154 the Pies after their disappointing performance against North Melbourne. Minus nine and a half is the line over under 157 and a half. Pairs, Collingwood, uh, they, they uh, 
struggled last week. Can they make a huge appearance at Adelaide Oval? It, it's tough. It's tough um, game this one, and it's tough to to have a look at this one because I was uh, I tipped Adelaide last week against Hawthorne. I thought they'd play better at Marvel Stadium, and they were very very disappointing and and couldn't bring it back together. So they're going to have uh, a, a big crowd there. They they're going to want to put in the effort. Well, I can see Matt Crouch has been omitted again, so he's on his way to somewhere in Victoria. Surely he played well last week too. End of the season, I, I don't know how he's not. Picked in the side uh, as a ball winner. So we'll see how they go. Shane McAdams are pretty good in for them. Darcy Moore comes back after that knee scare the other That's week. That's a great in. Taylor Adams injured, who's who's a big one. And uh, Quainor with the uh, health and safety protocol. I've steer cleared of, of this game just because of the, the danger of Collingwood playing away. You don't know. Uh, you can't really say what's going to happen. So I, I just don't like where the odds are sitting in this with Collingwood fifty odd and um, Adelaide out there. I can't really take them after they disappointed me last week. So uh, steer clear for me. I won't be putting anything on this weekend. I like Collingwood in this one, Pez. I've steered clear in this game directly um, and I've learnt my lesson of uh, putting them outright to win as well as in my multi because it goes as two losses. I've included them in my multi because I think Collingwood, I like this one, $1.54. I think that's pretty good odds. Um, they, you know, they'll bounce back after last week. Adelaide, uh, they're not very good. We saw that last week against Hawthorne. I think Collingwood, you match the two teams up. They've progressed a lot more. I think they, uh, they get the victory in this one, Pez. Take it, take it. I will, I will. Thank you. <laughs> well, next game is the the Giants versus Brisbane, and Source earlier I told you I can't talk. Wrote off the Giants. Yep. So Brisbane is playing the bye. Uh, One fifty five favourites <laughs> are the Brisbane Lions, which is which is odd because they're not playing anyone at all. So normally that would be sitting a dollar one, but this week it's sitting at two forty, which is unusual. Minus ten and a half the line, and over under one seventy four and a half. Yeah. Now this for me, I have uh, put uh, put a little same game multi together. Quietly confident. Uh, in, in this one as well. I need your assistance to press a button for me uh, as well there, Source. Cheeky! Uh, so this is quite cheeky. I've put both of my bonuses together from last week's Source. That so is I've got, cheeky. I've got two bonuses on, on Ladbrokes from, from the special, but they don't come out as separate bonuses that you can combine the cash. So I've put um, a, a two-unit bonus stake, I, I guess you could say, at a $10.15 odd type uh Type go, and I, I do like it. Over 174.5 points. I think uh, the Giants can score a lot more than they did last week at Adelaide Oval uh, against uh, Port Power there. And Brisbane need to come out and, and really win this game and try and make a bit of a statement to say, hey, we're still here, we're ready to go. Uh, so I've put Brisbane to win by 40-plus against the Giants here, try and make a statement in New South Wales. And I don't, I rarely do this put player props, but I'll put Charlie Cameron to kick two plus goals because if they win by 40 plus, I think he'll kick two plus uh, as well. $10.15, that uh, bonus unit on there to win uh, plenty of units back if that gets up. Yeah, Pez, totally with you. I think this is the bookies have completely got this wrong um, in terms of their overreacting from a team that was depleted by COVID pro, you know, last week. GWS Giants, why are we not reflecting on the performance they just dished out? They're absolutely disgusting. I have a man of my word, Pez. I'm off the Giants. I'm all over Brisbane here. Two units, minus 10.5 on the line. Um, I do ha- we do have to mention Phil Davis. Yeah, it's, re- it's a real shame. It's a real shame. Career over and... You you got to remember. You can just remember or think back to so many times where he's running uh, in defence, and something happens, and it's usually to do with his legs. And we knew straight away he he couldn't even walk properly. He had to get carried off uh, pretty much with the arms around the trainers and that. And it's got to be career. Career done. Well, not career done, Pez. I think his playing career is done. We've already seen that he's been an absolute superstar in terms of the special comments. and one of, one, one of the yeah, expert comments. Yeah. I don't know about that. Expert player who is making comments on a, on a, on a, on a, on a TV show, Pez. Um, you, know, you know, one of the, the great insights was he was talking about his um, playing career while he was playing and then also giving insight into those things, sort of like the, um, the Draymond Green podcast approach where they're, they're actually throwing shade at other players. Hopefully he can continue that analytic side of things um, and we wish him the best of luck. Obviously, going forward, yeah, uh, but sad, sad times. He, it is he was really one sad. of those five players that came across from Adelaide to GWS, and he's been a decent defender for a long time. But injuries have held him back uh, to be 
uh, greater than he could have been. And he was he was part of the, the, the original side, wasn't he? The inaugural side. Yeah, the, the one of the five that came across in that yeah, original yeah. GWS yeah, side. Sorry, apologies yeah. for that. All right, the next game we get on to uh, is North Melbourne taking on Richmond. Patch Adams taking his first uh, coaching, making his coaching debut as the interim coach for North Melbourne. North come in from $8. They're down to six fifty now, Pez. They've already come in. That first uh, debutante coach bump is obviously sitting there. $1.10, our favourites are the Tigers. Minus 44.5 is the line. Over under 175, Pez. The the hoodoo of first coach, he gets the win, doesn't he? Patch Adams. Well, I wanted to speak about um, Patch Adams a little bit because do you just ignore it when you're writing your resume? Like interim North Melbourne, you probably don't put it on, do you? Depends, depends what you do. Depends depends if you're successful. Like David Noble's not putting North Melbourne coach on his resume. His last <laughs> job is going to be uh, at Brisbane there in his role up there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he stepped down. He stepped down, so... Oh, so he can become the head of the AFL oh, well, well, like Brad Scott. Okay, okay. well, Luke, Luke Walton, does he put that on his resume as the interim coach? He he go, went through Golden State's uh, record-breaking season. Yeah, but you can pick and choose. You, you do put that on. Well, he doesn't get any, he doesn't get any registered wins in that. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but you put it on because you go, What's hey, the, look at this. But sure, if, you, if you don't perform good. But see, I guess if you had a part-time job somewhere, Woolworths or whatever, Coles, yeah. and you got the sack, mm. you're not putting that on your resume. No, no, we don't need to. You just put it still experience, though. Yeah, but you can't put it on because if someone calls and they find out you're sacked for whatever well, reason. if you're not putting your your last references on there anyway, people are asking questions, Pez. But you know, that's why you, that's why you don't put it at all. My stock shelves like an absolute champion, <laughs> Pez. So that, I, I, even if I did, did get sacked, but you know what, Pez, I wouldn't have got sacked because I just would have, I would have had, I would have come to a mutual agreement with them that you know what, the aisle four was not where my best work could have been done, and I think that aisle four was better without me. I'm, I'm going to step down. I'm going to take a payment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I love the uh, Woolworths analogy there, Piers. The Let's get on to the game. <laughs> the other thing I like, um, Jason Horn francis uh, coming in. I was impressed with him last week. What a great coaching move. In <laughs> putting in that on one draft pick in. In the VFL, actually interacting with some of his fans as well. Uh, yeah, nice, last week, nice, little, nice little sign there. Great to see. Tom Lynch has been injured as well. Castagna omitted. He's on the fringe at, uh, at Richmond now, yeah. but... They got a couple of big ins, big forward in. Used Noel. to always be money for a goal, Castagna. Yeah. Always pop up. Always, especially when they were were flying. Uh, Josh Gibbs comes in as well, who is performing really, really well. I think Richmond get the job done here. No bets that I can find at the moment of value for me. Yeah, I like this one, Pez, for for the North Melbourne. I think the line is is quite uh, generous towards um, North Melbourne. I've gone with a three leg same game multi, an alternate one, obviously with a new coach or an interim coach, and every all eyes are looking at North Melbourne. Some players need to perform, Pez, and I'm looking at um, the coach, uh, the coach, <laughs> the the captain, uh, Zebel. I think he's going to perform for him to get 15 or more disposals. Had 20 last week in that 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 performance. He's paying two dollars eight which I think is great money. I think he'll get 15. I've gone over total game points, 158.5 pairs, so I've gone about 20 under in that one. And North Melbourne, alternate loan, uh, loan alternate line, plus 60.5 bumped it up. That gives me 350, and I've put one unit on it. All right. We're going to take that. Hope Zebel doesn't just uh, play forward. Uh, nah, 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 goes up, goes nah. up the ground a little they'll, bit. They'll, they'll, put their, they'll put all the kids that they've drafted forward who should be playing forward. Yeah. They'll put them down there. It, it seems like a, a blowout, yeah, in terms of odds. But this is a game I'm actually really interested in watching. It's it's, uh, a, it's an interesting one, this one. I, I really want to watch Davis Uniac in the middle of the ground oh, because he talk. really impressed me last week. And I really want to see how Jason Horn Francis manages all the talk in the last month about his career and what's happened. And I want to see him really go hard at that first contest that he goes to. We'll see, Pez. We'll see it all unfold. All right, let's get on to Saturday night blockbuster, Pez. We're looking at first taking on fifth, Carlton taking on Geelong at Etihad, Marvel, Telstra Dome, whatever we want to call it, Marvel the Stadium. The MCG probably. Yeah, probably. 240. <laughs> it is. Is it? At the MCG. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, Pez. That's how good of a fan I am. I'm actually going to this game as well. Uh, Lucky I told you. <laughs> yeah, it would have been very awkward, wouldn't it? 240 uh, favourites. Uh, sorry, 240 outsiders are the Blues. 156 favourites are the Cats. Minus 8.5 is the line. 160 and a half points, Pez. I honestly think this is one of the ones that the Cats drop after a really convincing win. They build themselves up for the top uh, first versus second. Carlton will be looking for a big scalp, and uh, I think Geelong uh, will definitely open that up. Yeah, one thing that's impressed me about Carlton, and it's going to be uh, contradictory of myself, is their defence with uh, Wiedering in there. Wiedering, Lewis Young has been playing really well this season, uh, but Plowman is the one that lets them down, I think, and, and costs them a few goals and makes some silly decisions, and they have lapses in games, and, and Geelong forwards can fire. So if Jeremy Cameron can do what he did to the Western Bulldogs or something like that, Geelong win the game. If Carlton can shut down that Geelong forward line, 
then Carlton are, are going to win this game with their midfield and, and how they go. Yeah. We know that the ruck contest in this one isn't going to be like um, a Max Gorn, like superstar ruckman against nope. somebody else. They're going to be two ruckmen just fighting out, battling out, Silvani coming in a, a, as a backup. So really looking forward to the midfield battle, but I'm more so looking forward to how the defence of both sides is going to take care of those big forwards. You've got Hawkins and Cameron down one end, and you've got Harry Mackay and Charlie Kerno, who is in career best form oh. and a great forward to watch at the moment. He's taking strong overhead marks and his goal kicking has been amazing. So I don't have a bet, but this is game of the round for mine. Yeah, and both not only watching the forwards, Pez, but both both teams having key players out of their defence as well. So, like, you know, you're obviously you're, your second stringers are sort of not second stringers, but, like, you know, your backups are playing on those number one forwards. It's going to be a real great game to watch. I hope it's an absolute shootout, Pez. I've gone something uh, a little bit... Cheeky! In this one, Pez. And do you know why it's cheeky? Is because it's not only cheeky, it's also... Because Cyril takes a special and goes back. You, know, you know why? Because you're not confident enough to bet on Geelong with your two units like you usually do. So you just go on, oh, I have to bet on Geelong somehow. I'm going to go cheeky out here. Pez, uh, do you know why it's cheeky? I've gone... Um, uh, you may have... You may, did you hear that second button, the special? I've, yeah. I've uh, left one of the... Sirioli spe- for five goals. I've left <laughs> one of the specials out and I didn't bring it up then because I wanted to have a showcase and you've ruined uh, it because of this. I found I found a gem, Pez. And you didn't share it in the special. Didn't share it. Oh my. But 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 that's why I've pushed the button now, telling all the listeners, they can jump on this. Bet Nation, you can jump on Fev's Fiver. And it is Geelong to win between one and ninety nine points. Max bet of ten bucks, five bucks. Absolute gem. So I've put ten on that one, Pez, oh, as my cheeky. What a what a cop out. What, what do you mean what a cop out? That's a great bet. I hope I hope Geelong lose by anything. Or win by 100 plus. Well, I hope we win by 100 points too, mate. Because you won't have to worry about that bet because I'll be buying premiership tickets. We'll be winning. If we win wow. by 100 points, oh. Wow. So, put, so there's um, a, house on it. A, a, a point four unit out for a couple of units back in. <laughs> hey, that, that's that's going to be a great. That's good. Uh, oh. Sorry, Pez. That, that's a, you take that bet every single day of the week. You can get a dollar fifty six favourite. The top team for five bucks. You take that. Well, not five bucks because if they win by 100 plus... It, you lose, please, please. <laughs> now you're I, upsetting. I Carlton, like you're upsetting Carlton fans by saying that. If you think Geelong are going to win, and then and that's a that's a great bet. It's a great bet if you think they're not going to win as well, because five dollars you can't five go bucks past. for a, for a for a fifty fifty game. Hey, I'm, I'm not banned from Bet Nation. Actually, maybe <laughs> I don't even. Never they, haven't heard got, of them. they haven't got an app, but the verification process is super easy. There's a button that says verified, uh, verified and unverified. You click the unverified button, and it says, "What's your what's your name? Your date of birth? Oh, you're verified." <laughs> So good. They just might get the data from all the other betting apps. Plus, they gave plus they gave me a four. Uh, f- was it? If I put a bet in of a hundred bucks, I would get four hundred bucks back of bonus bets for a first deposit. We're going to need some compensation from these betting companies because they're taking up more than one page on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, one old folder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pez. All right, let's get on to uh, another absolute classic, Pez. Fremantle taking on Sydney. This will be a great game, Pez, I think. Third versus seventh in this one. Uh, we head over to SBS Stadium. Dollar fifty for the Dockers. Two fifty for Outsiders are the Swans. Minus 10.5 is the line. 157.5 is the line. Pez, we said that both these teams can't win premierships, but which team gets this battle win? Look, I, I don't know, because Sydney, Sydney disappoint you against bad teams. They do. But they sometimes perform against good sides. Fremantle coming off a win in Melbourne. They're travelling back. They'll be hyped up and, and about. I, I don't want to pick a, a winner just yet. Tom Hickey comes back in to play over there. Blake Akers is a big in for the Fremantle Dockers this week. But I'd probably lean towards Fremantle if I had to choose head-to-head. But I've gone something completely different. I've gone a <laughs> Ladbrokes three-league same-game multi. My, big, my biggest leg in this is either team to win by less than 24 and a half points. Okay. So one What's to tw- one to 24 margin. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head what that what that is paying source, but it's uh, it's close to around dollar seventy five. I think. Yep, lovely. Uh, I've also gone another leg, either team between one to thirty nine, just to put a, a third leg in there, and and my other leg is under one hundred and eighty eight point five. Both of these sides historically known for their defence and defensive uh, nature. Fremantle have shown that they can come out and score very heavily, but uh, I don't think it happens in this game and they, they shut the game down across halfback and that wing there. So I, I think that'll happen. And if either team wins by less than 24 points, it's $2.13. I'll put two units on it because I think it's going to be a close one and 
I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a close game, Pez. I can't pick a side when you put them head-to-head. Fremantle coming back from a, a nice win in Melbourne against a, you know, a, a contender, and I use the inverted commas there, Pez, one of those teams fighting for a top-eight spot. They'll be absolutely up and about, but that means Sydney will become they'll come to the game prepared. They had a great win against the Doggies last week. I can't split them outside of a, a home venue. I would be leaning towards the Dockers. I'm steering clear of this one, Pez. Oh, you, you take that. That's good. All right. Hawthorne taking on West Coast into our Sunday session. Pairs $1.14 for the Hawks. Five seventy-five outsiders are the Eagles. Minus 32.5 is the line over under 158.5. Pairs, I think this line's really low at minus 32.5, considering the way that they absolutely um, just dismissed Adelaide. The yeah, Hawks. No, thank you. Uh, I'm not touching it, nothing, but I just, I just think it's still slow. Nothing for me. Uh, it's a Sunday game as well, which I don't love. And just West Coast at the moment. If, if you can get a decent side against them, like uh, Carlton at minus 14.5, minus 19.5, I'll take it. Hawthorne, who I don't really rate as a, as a great side, 32.5, too high either way for me. So uh, staying away from it. And it is getting past my bedtime as well. So uh, hoping I can hit the hit the pillow soon. All right, Pez, uh, obviously putting in a uh, no bets for the rest of the round for Pez. Oh, we'll get on <laughs> to the next one. I've steered clear for that one. Same sort of thing. It's it's. I don't trust um, – I still don't back Hawthorne, but I think that line is small considering everyone seems to rate Hawthorne. Which, as, as which way do you think it goes with, in the betting in the next couple of days? Uh, I think – You think it's higher or lower? Yeah, I think it gets higher. I think the line gets higher. I Closes think around, what, 35 – 36 and a half? Probably 36 yep. would be the, the higher end, maybe 34. Probably 34 is more realistic where oh, it's going to go. Keep an eye on it. So right, uh, the next one, Melbourne taking on Port Adelaide. $1.53 favourites are the Ds. Two fifty two outsiders are Port Adelaide. Minus 10 and a half is the line, over under 155 and a half. Pez, the Ds, can they bounce back? Uh, they're in a bit of a slump at the moment. They have been over the last month or so. Can, can they bounce back against a, a Port Adelaide team that has uh, has come of age in the last couple of weeks? A little bit of fire in the belly. Got a couple of key position players back Port Adelaide and, and going all right. But I really like this bet that I've put together because I think <laughs> Melbourne good. I think Melbourne can win and uh, win 1-39. to 39. Uh, As I've said before, 40-plus for Melbourne against a, a side that I rate in the middle of the rung in Port Adelaide, I think one to thirty-nine is a good bet there. I've also put them in uh, an alternate plus twenty and a half, just in case uh, they they lose and hopefully lose between one and twenty, and then over one hundred and twenty-six point five points. Melbourne at home winning against Port Adelaide. If this is the other way, uh, it's probably still the same bet if it's at um, Adelaide Oval for me. So uh, two units on that at two dollars forty-nine. Love that, And it's Pez. locking in early, which is rare for me on a Sunday. It is really rare on a Sunday, Pez. I thought uh, you, the way you were dismissive of the Sunday game is you were just going to throw uh, nothing at the stumps. I've gone a one-unit bonus bet, Pez. I think I think Port Adelaide can keep it close. I agree what you're saying. The 1-39 to 39 victory is probably where I'd be leaning if I didn't have a bonus bet, but I want to sort of put something together where I believe Port Adelaide probably can challenge um, Melbourne. I said to you earlier, I don't, I'm not fully invested in Melbourne as much as everyone else is. Um, I've gone plus 27.5 alternative handicap for Port Adelaide and over alternate handicap 141 and a half pairs just the two legs um, I've got odds of two dollars something two dollars what's that two dollars four sorry I had a little uh, graphic in front of it getting on to the, the last game of the round pairs Essendon taking on the Gold Coast Suns $1.94 outsiders are the Bombers $1.90 favourites are the Gold Coast Suns so only a slight margin there the line is basically a pick and pairs minus 0.5 and over under one. 72 and a half Pez Essendon had a great performance last week against one Queensland side can they back it up against the second Queensland side yeah it's a it's a tough one to say at the moment because there's so many players that are good to watch Isaac ranking comes back in which oh, is great him. which will be you know watching this game on, on the Sunday afternoon there it's a 440 time slot um, as you said so I, I think I, I can't pick the winner at the moment what I can say is I think that this game um, will be very high scoring so I think that the the goals will flow Two-metre Peter might kick a bag against his old side and uh, Chol might pop up. Ranking can come in and uh, I think it'll be a good battle of the forwards here. And if Stringer plays uh, his best game for the season, they might win. But if, if he doesn't, then I think Gold Coast can get the, get the win. Yeah, I think that uh, we're. I think the bookies have this one wrong. I'll be honest, Pez. We're we're looking at um, Essendon's adjusted odds over their performance over the last month or so. They've played against a Brisbane side that was pretty depleted. They played. They lost against West Coast only three weeks ago, and they beat. Uh, they beat St Kilda. They beat St Kilda, who has been up and down. They're coming against a Gold Coast side who's one in three. One they in beat the Swans as well. Who did? Sorry. 
Essendon beat the Swans as uh, well. In, in Melbourne, they were just focused on Luke Parker. But yeah, so it's what, two out of four? Three out of three, was it three of the last four? Mm. Yeah, so I don't, don't trust don't trust uh, the Bombers. Gold Coast have had you know a really impressive uh, last three weeks. They, they took it up to Port Adelaide, were a kick away. They took it up to Collingwood, should have won it. And they finally got over the line against... Um, Against Richmond on the weekend, huge victory. They'll come into this with confidence. A dollar ninety. I'm steering clear in the actual game pairs, but I've put it straight into my multi, so that's why I'm talking about it. I've got a two league same game multi, a dollar ninety with the Gold Coast, and I've put Collingwood in there as I mentioned. Put my fifty dollar two unit bonus bet on that. Just a two legger pairs for my uh, my, my multi. That's your multi for yep, the week. Done. All right. I hate my multi for got the seven week. multis. Have you? No, I've only got the one because I actually hate it. But I had to go with the tab of three plus legs. I found it really hard to choose three games here, source because you can't choose Richmond at a dollar eight because it's not in the in the rules. You got to go a dollar ten plus. I'm not taking Hawthorne over West Coast. So what I've done is I've actually gone um, a little bit cheeky. It's not my actual cheeky, but I'll put St Kilda in there to win at two thirty five. I'll put Fremantle in there in the in the pick'em over there because of the home ground advantage at a dollar fifty five, and I put Melbourne on the Sunday. I'm pretty confident in that leg at a dollar fifty three, all up five fifty seven. I haven't put the usual two units on it because I don't love it, so I've only put the one. You got four units or something. Uh, just the just the one. (laughs) So listeners, don't love that multi, but um, but the rules say we have to have a multi for the for the week, and uh, that's why you're following the rules for a change. But the punters don't have to have a multi. No, of course, of course. You only bet with what you, you believe in, or if you're, um, you know, some of those other punters on the internet, you just back every horse in the race. But, <laughs> but hey, if uh, I get the three green ticks here, I'll be claiming it, don't you? Well, of course you that. will be. I loved my multi last week. <laughs> That's why every week I say to your pairs, I'm like, oh, tell you what, great, uh, great bet slip this week. Yep, and then you're always, uh, well, when you lose, very, very disappointing and somber. So keep the oh, mood. Very rare, very rare. Keep, keep the mood happy. Always um, happy, pairs. I'll just give you a tip. In any of these games... 44 players hit the field. If you're going to go first goal scorer, don't put 44 units, one on each player. No, no, no. Because you're probably not going to win. Just put 40 because there's at least two that are going to be on the bench and you don't want to – there's two you can pick out of there that are guaranteed. The other two are a bit 50-50. You've got a sub in there, so just put 40 down. Look, first goal scorer, just stay away from it in total. That's my advice anyway. I'm Pez. Peace out. I'm still Sauce. Uh, we'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a punt, make sure you bet responsibly. Now you're gone